Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Healthcare. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Yeah. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Well, obviously... Once you know what to expect, you know it gets it gets easier. Um, I'll be honest with you; I'm still nervous about going in the big room. Um, um, I don't know why. I mean, you know, I interview all the time, but I mean, they they grade you and all that kind of stuff. You know, you don't want to be last. If I can get close to the bottom but not last, I'll be okay. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, coming on the plane, it's just an honor. You know, I'm the head coach at Arkansas. They're fly, flying us in a private plane. I'm around KJ and Rocket and, and Landon Jackson, and I'm the head coach at Arkansas. It's uh, it's a really, really uh, neat deal, and uh, I'm very honored to be a part of y'all's day, media day. All right, we are honored to be a part of it, too. We are all over the place down in Nashville. We have got a handful of guys working, and we are going to hear from Sam Pittman live in just a bit here on the SEC Network. We will carry that on the air today, and Trey Shap's already been running around and getting sound with Coach Pittman and also K.J. Jefferson. we got a few other items to get to today, as you might imagine. We'll talk to Michael Felder about his impressions from uh, Media Day, get his thoughts on uh, the A&M conversation from earlier in the week and then also his expectations for Arkansas. Zach Gillum is going to join us in a little bit as well. 1045 we'll talk to him from Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort from the sports book and get some odds, props and overall win potentials for Open Championship participants this week and whatever else he wants to get into. I'm sure we get updates on Major League Baseball among them. Kevin Kelly's going to be in thanks to Little Rock Athletic Club and we will talk to coach about uh, what's going on at SEC Media Days. And there are some rule changes also that were talked about this week that we're going to get into with him, get his thoughts on that. Relu Allen's coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, talking about the Great Arkansas Beer Festival, which is this Saturday. If you've not bought your tickets yet, there are links at 1037thebuzz.com. And I strongly encourage, if you like beer or margaritas or really any kind of adult beverage, it is the place to be where there will be thousands of folks in the convention center, but plenty of room to spare. And it will be a perfect thing to do on a hot night. And if you were heading over to the Chicks at Simmons on Saturday night, it would be a good pregame, I think. Michael Felder I mentioned already. And then we've got some special guests coming up to talk about the Ronald McDonald House, which is the beneficiary of the Great Arkansas Beer Festival and the Rock City Margarita Festival. So there you go. Table set. Let's rock and roll. Head down to Nashville. Check in with Trey Schapp, who has been all over it. And, Trey, this is the day that Razorback fans have been waiting for. Get to hear from the head hogs and uh, a few of the key cogs for the Razorback football team this year. Yeah, Landon Jackson, Rocket Sanders, and, of course, uh, K.J. Jefferson for the second year in a row makes his way to SEC Football Media Days. And it has been a uh, – it's interesting because, it, you know, we talked about kind of the dearth of uh, quarterbacks this year. It's a pretty low number overall considering uh, what a key position that is. But I heard John had a guest on earlier this week, and they were talking about how they feel like that might actually be a position of strength. There are some guys who maybe are a little bit under the radar that, uh, you know, could have big years. And we're all waiting to see, you know, what it looks like at Alabama and Georgia with, with uh, them still adjusting to – having some really good uh, tenured guys at that position. And, of course, KJ's among the guys that will be thought of at the top of the heap, I would think, in the quarterback race. And uh, But we'll see. That's obviously a huge key for everybody. And um, there will be some guys that we know a little bit and some guys we don't know so much, but we will by the end of the year. Yeah, I think Joe Milton at Tennessee is one that yep. uh, you're really going to see uh, a lot of and a lot about. Spencer Rattler over at South Carolina. Uh, you know, he played his first year at South Carolina last year, the transfer from Oklahoma. Uh, what does he do this year? Uh, does he continue to uh, impress? He started all 13 games last year with the uh, the Gamecocks. Uh, eight and five record for them. And then I think K.J. and Will Rogers are two quarterbacks that I think are going to have better years than maybe some expect. And, and maybe 
not so much Will Rogers because we don't know how that offense is really going to look without Mike Leach there for an entire year. Right. But I think KJ, and if he can stay healthy, and Tom Murphy asked the question, um, if he can stay healthy this year, I, I think he's got a chance to uh, to to be there when it's all said and done at the end of the season. Put my body through a lot. I mean, I put my body through so much in this off season. Just so when the season do come, I'm already prepared for the beatings and uh, the uh, bruises and everything. So just being able to just take this off season, it just I, I you might well say I just put my body through a gauntlet. I mean, the main thing just going in, just um, also taking care of my body as well, getting treatment, massages, uh, different things, ice tubs, stuff like that. But also knowing that this upcoming season, I got to have a big season for my teammates and for myself as well. So yeah, big season from him includes staying on the field all year long, although I think yeah. we can all agree there's a consensus that Arkansas fans feel much better about the backup situation, and I love Jacoby Criswell, and he is, I think, the quarterback of the future at Arkansas, but I think we can all agree that we'd like to see KJ on the field all 12 games this year. No doubt. Or more. No doubt about it. Maybe 13, yeah. maybe 13, four, maybe more. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and maybe. Yep. Well, as far as no- 15, uh, yeah, maybe so. I mean, 14 is a key number when you talk about the league, at least for now. And KJ also talked about the rankings of the quarterbacks. And I think he would probably agree. There's some talented guys. Maybe we're not talking about. Uh, I mean, I try not to focus on the rankings too much. I mean, I just want to go out there and put my team in the best position to win uh, and also just perfect my craft and do what I can do to make sure I'm leading the right way, but being vocal, make sure I'm that extensive coach on the field. So just being able to just come out each and every day and just grind and work and also just bring my teammates along. Is it a motivator for you if you're not where you think you should be? Uh, it was. I, I, I definitely use it as motivation. I mean, my mom, family members always send me the rankings and also tell me, like, hey, I always remember, like, each and every day you step out there on the field or you in the weight room, I always had this in the back of your mind that's going to push you and make you work harder. Okay, so he doesn't think about it and doesn't pay attention to it, but he's also focused on it when people tell him about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think we got a, a little bit of a BS story off the top there, but uh, I think he should be paying attention to that. Anything you can use as a chip on your shoulder, I would think at this point in the year, is probably a good thing. Right. Yeah. And, and look, there things happen in a season. And there are things that uh, Dan Enos might be able to bring out of him uh, to to focus on to help him get better that maybe Kendall Browse didn't do. And he's got a new offensive coordinator this year that uh, they're they're building that relationship now. And um, I think that KJ, when you look at him and what this means, how he plays this year, as he said earlier. To help for the team, Justin, but also for him himself. That means next season, potentially, in the NFL, I think. Yeah. I think the pro potential or the pro benefit of working with an additional or a different offensive coordinator is probably good for him. Hopefully, the you know there's not a, a lack of continuity, I guess, in the efficiency of the offense. But maybe we'll see some new things and maybe... You know, again, everybody's looking for a little more efficiency in the red zone where Arkansas struggled last year. KJ, right. KJ talked today about working with Coach Enos. It's been very fun. I mean, it's been um, it's been eventful as well. I mean, just being able to just pick his brain a little bit and then also just him being here and then he coming back here just go to show that he really loves the state of Arkansas and he's always willing to uh, work with uh, quarterbacks like myself and he just loved the game. So, I mean, just going in, just being able to just, like I said, be a sponge and soak up all the knowledge. Quarterback is a very detailed position, so just being able to just pinpoint different things that I'm doing uh, that can help me become more accurate footwork-wise, uh, just small details in my game that can help me prepare for the next level. So I'm, I would say just detail. He's very detail-oriented. So Arkansas is up early here today. Again, we're going to carry Coach Pittman's comments to the media here in just a bit. It will be on the SEC Network if you're looking to watch it but if you're trying to pretend like you're working at work today or if you're traveling around we've got the answer for you just stay tuned here to 1037 the buzz and we'll get you squared away nick saban in alabama also on the hot seat early today and then in the afternoon session it's florida and kentucky billy napier looking to take a big step forward this year uh trey and then mark stoops in kentucky trying to get to you know where they've been before which is I think in most people's opinions, he has surpassed expectations of Kentucky from the day he walked in there. I mean, I stupidly, I've made a couple of dumb predictions over the years. Eli Manning will never win a Super Bowl, which he didn't. He won two. Uh, I said that that Mark Stoops would never make it to a bowl game. I'm an idiot. And then I also predicted earlier this week, see, uh, here's a recency one, um, that Barbie would lose to Oppenheimer, and the odds are so overwhelming on Barbie burying Oppenheimer at the theater this weekend. Christian, it's not even worth conversation. I think I saw it was projected 
projected to make like 110 million, where Oppenheimer was projected to make 49 or something. Okay. So. Well, you're right. I'm wrong. Wow. I'm dumb. You're smart. You're very good looking. I'm not attractive. Now, I will go see Oppenheimer instead of Barbie. I Same. Personally, I agree. You are not normal uh, as the American public goes, though. You are next level. But I'm with you. I would see Oppenheimer way ahead of Barbie as well. Anyway, Trey, are you going to see either one of those movies? Uh, no, I'm going to uh, watch the Cubs and the Cardinals. In Chicago. Nice. Today is National Hot Dog Day. Speaking of, that dovetailed nicely. Um, if you can only have one condiment. Chicago dog. I had one recently while I was up there. If you can only have one condiment on your hot dog, what's it going to be? You're going to kill me. Uh, it sounds like you're a big fan of this this condiment. I heard you talking about it last uh, night. Yeah, yeah, ketchup. Okay. You're not alone. Hey, that's me. That's fine. Listen, I, I'm over trying to talk people yeah, out I'm of not it. a mustard relish guy. I'm just not. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would do over ketchup is if I'm only doing one condiment, like doing just a straight chili dog would be fire. Can I, oh, does that count? Yeah. I get, well, I guess, but chili, chili does condiment. have quite a few things in it. Sure does. Yeah. So I don't think that counts. Does it, Christian? I, I don't know. I mean, chicken noodle soup has a lot of things in it, but I ain't put it on a hot dog. I don't know why chili's got to be ostracized <laughs> just because it's got stuff in but it. Then, then if you do a chili dog, I mean, do you cheese? Yeah, I mean, I want to put other things on it, but if I'm picking one thing to put on there, I would probably go mustard first. Second choice would be, I'll take chili over relish if I'm doing one thing, and ketchup's going to come in last. But again, to um, each their own. I just got a gross text when I said ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> Our um, other question today is, what is your favorite hot dog brand? Yeah. And we put Oscar Mayer, Nathan's, Ballpark, or Petty Jean yep. on that one. And they're look, they're all good in their own right. I grew up eating Oscar Mayer, but I don't ever buy it anymore. I'm a Ballpark or, um, I mean, if Petty Jean's there, I'll eat them. But, you know, more, I guess, readily available. You're gonna, I like Nathan. The Nathan's dogs that they've got yeah. over at, um, at the ballpark at the Travs games, they're pretty darn good. Where is the best place to eat a hot dog, though? At a ballpark? has to be. I never order hot dogs when I go anywhere. I don't either. Well, what about... No, no. Yeah, it's funny. Like even Sonic, I don't know. Yeah, we talked about that, or we, we... I was reading a story about that today, how more restaurants don't have them. I mean, kids love them, and they're easy. Buffalo Grill probably has the best one in Little Rock. I didn't know they had one. Yeah. You I don't... get a chili dog there. I don't hardly ever go there, but I, I should. It sounds pretty good. Maybe today I'll do that. Uh, I would say the majority of the time if I'm eating a hot dog, it's at a barbecue. Gotcha. And it says a yeah, sidebar. It's I'm a probably, secondary thing. Like, I'll get a burger early, and then I'll do a dog late. If I'm eating a hot dog, I've probably made the hot dog on the grill. Yes, that's a great point. Same. Or I'm at an event where it's it's happening. Uh, Trey, I mean, I mean this with all due respect. I really do. <laughs> uh, you are kind of the rule nerd on the station. And there was a conversation yesterday about rules. And the SEC coordinator of officials, John McDade addressed a rule change impacting the game this fall, which, you know, we talked about not stopping the clock after first downs. And as someone who calls games, I'm going to get used to that change. Uh, they're only going to stop it in the last two minutes of each half, or if the ball carrier goes out of bounds, which is also the way the NFL does it right now. Right. Also, they are no longer going to be able to use multiple timeouts to ice a kicker, which I think is great because that's annoying. Um, and also the old untimed down after an accepted penalty to end the first or third quarters will not take place. Instead, the penalty yardage will be marked off, and the next play will start the second or fourth quarters. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, back to if you go out of bounds, though, Justin. Yes, that stops the clock, but it's going to start on the ready for play and not the snap like right. it would under two minutes. Okay. In the second and fourth quarters. Gotcha. Good. 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 Also, they talked about. I think this is a really good rule change. Honestly, um, the punt deal where. Yes. For example, if the ball is snapped over the punter's head and he runs it down, and then he's able to get the punt away, and then he gets hit by a defender, that was a roughing or um, running into running into the punter. Yes. Now that's no longer the case. So he has to kick the ball away within five yards of where he's positioned initially. So I think that's a great rule change, honestly. Yeah. Yesterday he showed video of the Kentucky Missouri game where the ball went over the Kentucky punter's head and it rolled almost into inside the five yard line. I think the line of scrimmage was somewhere around the thirty five or so, and the punter picked up the ball, turned, kicked, and then was hit by the Missouri defender and the referee threw the flag. And he said, "I asked the referee why did you throw the flag there," and he said. He wasn't a runner. He was still trying to kick the motion, and the defender did not try and block it. He try, he was going to take the guy out, and mm -hmm. he didn't even get a hand on it. So he said, okay, 
I like your decision making there, but now that would not be a flag because it went five yards past where the original puncher stood to yeah. catch the snap. And we've always had the tackle box. Outside the tackle box, right. once they get outside of there, for the rugby-style punters and stuff, they were live. But he did say he did say there could be unnecessary roughness on a play like that, and you could also still have targeting. Okay, that makes sense. Um, other thing, SEC-related but not directly to football, Paul Skeens has signed, apparently, with Pittsburgh a $9.2 million signing bonus, the highest ever for a drafted player. Wow. Topping the $8.416 million previously for first baseman Spencer Torkelson, the top pick in 2021. How about that? Good for yeah. him. I mean, he is setting yeah. the bar. I mean, that's almost a million more. It's 800000 more than the previous high. That's remarkable. Good for him. Paul Skeens, man. He's got an arm. He does he have that. It. He's got two. Yeah. Only one. <laughs> he does have two, but he only needs one. Only one throws fireballs. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Trey, we're going to take a break a little bit early here. What, yeah, guys. Uh, what else is going on today besides um, the four well, teams just here? A, yeah, just a lot of work and, of course, saving going right now. So this afternoon, if, if you follow Buzz social media, we'll have uh, some upload videos of uh, Nick Saban, Sam Pittman, obviously, uh, all three Razorbacks that are here, Landon Jackson, uh, Rocket Sanders, and uh, K.J. Jefferson. It's just going to take us a while to get that stuff downloaded and then uploaded, so be patient with us, but uh, we're all over SEC Football Media today, Media Days today, and I'm, I'm about to head in and, and listen to Sam Pittman, and I'm going to ask him about uh, the fact, how does he feel about his quarterback room, knowing that there might be a, a, a good, solid backup there now? Ask him about his uh, unproven tackles and what kind of impact he thinks that'll have, because that's what I want to know about. We've been talking about that all a little right. bit up here. That's, I'll write that down, too. That's the. I mean, I think that's a bigger question mark than the receivers, because even though the receivers are somewhat unproven, I feel very good about the potential there. We've got some real question marks about the line, so let's see what he thinks about that. I'm sure he's very much focused on it from uh, his past. All righty. All right, very good. Trey Schaap, good stuff, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, guys. All right, that's Trey Schaap down at SEC Media Days in Nashville, or over, I should say, I guess. Uh, thanks to First Security Bank again. Longtime sponsor of the coverage. It is great stuff. We love it here. We just can't get enough of it. And I also want to thank Coffin by Design West and UAMS Health for sponsoring the coverage this year. And we've got Sam Pittman coming up in the very, very near future, and they are already teasing it on the SEC Network. So we're going to steal a little bit from our friends there. We've got more from Sam's comments earlier in the day as well. You already heard from K.J. Jefferson. Looking forward to hearing from Rocket Sanders as well, and Landon Jackson also joining Coach Pittman down in Nashville. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 1037 The Buzz. Sports Center. SEC Media Days rolls on in Hoover, Alabama, and up today will be the Arkansas contingent. Coach Sam Pittman, defensive end Landon Jackson, quarterback K.J. Jefferson, and running back Rocket Sanders will all be present and available today at Media Days. Also on the docket, Alabama, Florida, and Kentucky from Nashville. Coverage of 2023 SEC Media Days on 103.7 The Buzz continues. It starts the morning mayhem this morning and rolls on all day long. Another piece of college football news, San Diego State University will remain part of the Mountain West, a source told ESPN according to Pete Thamel on Tuesday night. SDSU had told the Mountain West previously of their intention to leave, but they have decided to remain in the league. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Your new neighborhood car wash in Bryant is now open on Reynolds Road. Now a second splash car wash. Always drive clean with unlimited washes for only 10 bucks your first month. Nothing beats that clean car feeling. The new splash car wash, 2116 North Reynolds Road in Bryant. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi. Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Cater your next event, lunch, or dinner. Get the party started. 80 to 240 pieces of sushi platter. Rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Order at rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, 
AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guadney, get brand new 2023 Silverados. Up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guadney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guadney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their new location in Sheridan. Stop by Thursday for their grand opening celebration and ribbon cutting. Alcoa will have complimentary refreshments and chances to win prizes all day. Thanks, Sheridan, for allowing Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union to serve your community. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. What brings you down to Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a buy out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Aug update during Out of Bounds. Improve and upgrade your home with a True Service Home Equity Loan. Apply online at trueservice.net. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Marmel at their huge new showroom on Marmel Boulevard just off 430. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Acri and Wes Moore. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Sam Pittman heading to the podium in mere moments, and we will carry that live here on The Buzz, courtesy of our friends at the SEC Network. This segment brought to you in part by our friends over at Max Prairie Wings down in Stuttgart. It's a great time to get out on the water if you haven't noticed. I don't know where else you'd want to be in 100-degree heat, but the water's the spot. So get out on the water with the help of our friends at Max Prairie Wings and maybe do a little fishing right now. They occasionally jump in and take a dip while you're at it. The team at Max Prairie Wings and Stuttgart ready to help you out. They are your Tohatsu Outboard dealer. Tohatsu Outboards affordably priced and backed by a five-year warranty. Max, of course, offering competitive prices, as you would expect. They also have great in-house financing. Got a great service center also with certified Tohatsu technicians. So whatever you need to get out on the water or have a little fun in the summertime, fishing rods to guns, casual summer clothing, and a new Tohatsu Outboard. All the things you need right there at Max Prairie Wings. They've got a great website as well. It's maxpw.com, and you can see all the items they have to offer, whether it's uh, something for boating specific or 
just something for summer fun or something that's not related to either one. But a huge selection. So many different brands, so many different products. Max Prairie Wings and Stuttgart. But go by and see our friends down there. Go to their website, maxpw.com. All right, Sam Pittman coming up shortly. And uh, Christian, big conversation the last couple of days around the NFL with the devaluing of the running back. And it's unfortunate for guys who certainly deserve to get paid, but there is just not a lot of value in that. We talked about it sort of a little bit over the years, but it is really becoming apparent when you got guys like Saquon Barkley yeah. and last year's leading rusher who are not getting paid in a way that we would anticipate for a guy that is such a critical piece of an offense. It sucks for running backs, but it's basically just the honest truth. There's no point in paying them beyond their first contract. Yeah, I mean, again, there's such a high level or high um, record, I guess, of injuries. And it's such a tough position to play from a physical standpoint, and it's unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, that's been been the biggest thing is Saquon Barkley's kind of left hung out to dry and Josh Jacobs in the same boat. And I guess they're I playing – Josh is playing on a on a franchise tag. I think – was he tagged? I thought so. I'm not so. sure. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell kind of set running backs back a lot because he set out that entire year – if you remember, and then he got the huge contract from the Jets, and he wasn't good anymore. Todd Gurley was one that was mentioned, too, the contract yeah. he got with the Rams, that, uh, and unfortunately couldn't play up to it because of the injury issues. Um, There's just not a reason when, you know, Saquon Barkley's great. You can pay a guy a fourth of what he's making, he can do 80% of what Saquon Barkley does. Story I'm reading here, it says, The Raiders placed the franchise tag on Jacobs okay. March 6th, which means he'd play on a $10.1 million deal this season, which, by the way, there's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Uh, veterans report July 25th. Jacobs, who led the league with 1,653 yards last year, has been clear about his position all along. You've been saying at one point he would be a hero-turned-villain if forced to play under the tag. So we'll see what he decides it, to do. It does suck because they get into the league. They're usually 22, mm-hmm. 21. And then they play four years, five, if they're, on a, if they're drafted in the first round. And then you get a franchise tag. So you're either playing five or six years, and by that time, your body is almost already worn down. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a bad deal, but you can't say that it's not an important role. I mean, the it, guy had 1,600 yards last year. But then you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and they drafted a guy in the seventh round, Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. and he's good. Right, exactly. Well, we've seen, um, I mean, for a long time, the Patriots have been doing with lower level or yes. cast-off running backs. I mean, there are a lot of organizations that have been fine with that. But here's an interesting stat. Only three Super Bowl champions in the past 15 years had a 1,000-yard rusher. Three in 15 years. Uh, before that, eleven of the first or eleven of the last fifteen before that uh, had a thousand yard rusher. So again, that position and that role in the offense has been devalued because of the the passing attacks. Greg Sankey's at the podium. Sam Pittman will be up directly behind him. So let's head to Nashville and hear from the commish, followed by the coach, Sam Pittman. That game ended in a thrilling triple overtime victory. Plenty of questions uh, during parts of that game, particularly the end, but it was a 55-53 victory over Kansas in that exciting AutoZone Liberty Bowl. He's Can you pull that up in there? Because it's way low in here. NFL draft since 2013, including Thank six first-round picks. He played defensive end at Pittsburgh State, was a first-team NAIA All-American, and twice earned all-conference recognition, earned his bachelor's degree in education back in 1986 and was inducted into the Pittsburgh State Athletics Hall of Fame in 1998. He also, as a senior at Grove High School, won the Class 3A State Shot Put Championship. University of Arkansas Razorbacks head football coach Sam Pittman. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, so my dad, I won that state championship in shot put, and my dad had a subtle way of saying, hey, son, why don't you stay down and watch the 6-8 throw? 
I did, I wouldn't have made the finals. You know what I mean? Parents sometimes have a, have a way of being nice to you. Congratulations, but you're still not very good, you know, that type thing. But, uh, Greg, thank you so much for the introduction. Uh, the best of the best, William King. Uh, when they added David Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe to this group, uh, enormous benefit for us coaches. Uh, Dave's been through all that and, and a very, very uh, great hire. Very proud to be a part of the state of Arkansas, University of Arkansas. Um, third consecutive top 15 finish in the Director's Cup. Uh, a couple of indoor national championships with Bucky and Lance. The basketball team went to Sweet 16. Dave's team uh, had a share of the SEC uh, baseball championship. Today, um, we brought K.J. Jefferson, our quarterback, who's uh, on the verge of setting, oh, at least six, seven records. Uh, uh, great leader for us, wonderful kid. Very proud of, of him. Uh, he is our leader. He's our leader uh, both on the offense and the defense. Obviously, on one side of the ball, a lot of times you'll have leaders that are on that side of the ball. K.J. is our team leader, and uh, we're awful happy that he is. We brought Rocket Sanders, our running back, uh, rushed for over 1,400 yards last year. And the one thing I'll say about Rocket is he's never been in trouble. Uh, Class-wise, uh, uh, all his tutors, all the, all the teachers uh, love him. Uh, we do, too. Uh, gained another 10 pounds, is running faster than he ever has, has had a great offseason. And then Landon Jackson, you'll see him. Uh, he went from 236 at the end of last year to 280, running over 20 miles per hour. Um, by the way, a, a nugget there, him and Grace, uh, his girl fiance just got engaged uh, a, a week or two ago. Uh, last year, uh, we were invited to our third consecutive postseason uh, bowl. Uh, obviously, uh, my first year, we weren't able to play the Texas Bowl because uh, TCU uh, had COVID problems. Uh, we've won two straight in a row. Uh, last year's game against Kansas, uh, I, it changed a lot for our program. Um, at the end uh, of the season last year, uh, we had a lot of guys in the portal. Um, we uh, had coaches that left. Uh, and for us to be uh, go to Kansas with nine or to go to the Liberty Bowl, which was a great venue, um, and win that game with nine starters out, it showed a lot about you know people were concerned about what's going on with the program. Well, watch the Liberty Bowl. We've got nine guys that, that are out, and we win the game against a very uh, good opponent. We have to get some things fixed. I think we've had a good off season. Um, we lost four games last year by nine points. Ended up winning seven games. Uh, we've got a lot of situational football to get fixed. We've worked on it. I've worked on myself. Um, we. I won't go for it on fourth down very often. So I have to work on it to see if we can get it a little bit more in practice at the same time we're helping the defense. The analytics certainly has changed football. I've got to get in into it a little bit more than what I have in the past. Um, but we have situational football. But our program is built on toughness, physicality, uh, the ability to be coached, the ability to be loyal to each other. And uh, I feel like our team is that way. We have two new coordinators. And I'm proud of, of I was proud, I said it last year. We had uh, one of three, one of eight schools that had, had both coordinators uh, back last year. Uh, we lost Barry Odom, a great friend of mine. Uh, got the head coaching job at uh, UNLV. We'll do an outstanding job there. We lost Kendall Bryles. Kendall Bryles, we just came off a season of 6,000 plus yards, one of only three times that that's ever happened in the University of Arkansas history uh, to TCU. 
very grateful, very thankful for those two guys and what they did for us. However, they left, and now we've got we 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 need to replace which we have. I want to talk to you about uh, Dan Enos, our offensive coordinator. We were together in 2015. One of those three six thousand plus seasons was when he was with us at Arkansas. Then uh, Travis Williams, uh, we went to UCF to get him as our new defensive coordinator. I interviewed four or five guys when I got done with him. I uh, called Hunter Urechek and told him this this is the guy. Um, in the portal world and the coaching world, he's very aggressive. And I knew in the portal world, if we lost somebody, we could dang sure replace them. And uh, Travis was was a very he's a great man, very positive guy, really good coach. Uh, we went to Florida State and got Marcus Woodson as our defensive uh, backfield coach, co-defensive coordinator. Darren Wilson was an analyst at Florida, coaching our corners, and Morgan Turner has had eight to nine guys. Uh, play in the NFL when he was a tight end coach at Stanford and we were able to get him from Stanford. One of the key cogs to us was getting Ben Souders from Louisville. Ben Ben is our new strength coach. He's done an outstanding job with these kids. Uh, holds them accountable. Uh, you'll, you'll see the three that we brought. We've got a whole bunch of guys that look like that. And uh, that's uh, credit to Ben Souders and his staff. We obviously have a challenging schedule. I think last year somebody told me we played seven teams in the top 25. Well, that's the SEC. And uh, uh, we're excited about that. This year, our crossover games, we go to Florida. I don't believe we've ever won at Florida. Um, we have Missouri at home, and then we have a, a, a non-conference schedule. Uh, we're excited to get BYU again. Uh, Kalani Satake is an outstanding coach, and uh, we're excited to get BYU playing here as we played them down there last year. 14 returning starters, four on offense, seven on defense, and our three specialists. Um, Brady Latham, Bo Lemmer are both uh, catalysts to our offensive line. We're going to need them. Uh, we've moved Bo Lemmer to center uh, to help us in that aspect. Eric Gregory, Newtubic Larkin, Hudson Clark, those guys have played a lot of ball for us on defense. And, of course, Eli Stein and, and, and Max Fletcher and Cam Little at the specialists. Roster additions, we had 21 high school scholarships addition. 21, 12 of that 21 came in in January. Nine of them came in this late May. 19 additions to from the portal. We addressed every uh, problem that we felt like we had, whether that be starting or whether that be depth-wise, depth uh, except the only position that we did not replace in the portal was running back. We're expecting all those guys to, to contribute to us. I'm looking forward to year 2023, being the head coach of University of Arkansas. I'm looking forward to my fourth year being the head coach at Arkansas. Congratulations to the media. It's your day. Uh, congratulations. I, I want to thank you all nationally uh, for the kind things you've done for our program. Uh, this is what it's for, for you guys to sell our and help us sell our story and we appreciate you so much I'm really indebted to the guys from Arkansas and all the things that you do uh, for me and for the university and for the football program with that I'll take questions thank you coach Pittman if you have a question raise your hand Pam Aaron and Asher we'll have microphones we'll start right in front of me coach uh, second row right here in the middle with Tom Hey, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You just mentioned a number of players you got out of the portal, a lot of them on defense. Yeah. And Brian Kelly was here saying when you get that many guys from the portal, you really don't know what you got. Uh, I, what gives you confidence that the, the guys you brought in are going to work and that defense will be better this season? Well, I think, uh, first of all, the guys that we have on our team, I think, are better. You, you know, they've improved. They've improved their strength and their speed and those things. Um, some of those times we, we've seen in spring ball, you know, I think nine of them are not, you know, they're new, new. Those, I don't know, I'm not speaking for Coach, I, but I, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about a little bit more, the brand new ones that came in in June and those things. You really don't know. Uh, you, you don't have
have a clue. Uh, but for that part of it, you're looking for some depth. And man, if somebody will come in and we're able to start from that group, boy, you've really hit the jackpot. So I agree with Coach on that. Um, how we're going to be better on defense, I, you know, I think we're going to be better on the D line. And I think that's going to help us. We're going to be able to play a four-man front. I think we'll be a little more aggressive. Uh, we've always been trying to get man-to-man cover corners. And I think between Snacks and Nudie and Day-Day and Braxton and, and some of those guys, I think we're going to have an opportunity to play a little bit more man, which will allow us to be a little more gr- aggressive and move that front. Moving the front helps you in the run game as much as it does in the pass game. And, and I think, well, we've got to do that a little bit more than what we have in the past. Coach, we'll stay in this middle section to your right, just on the aisle, Trey. Hey, Coach. Trey Biddy, Hog Sports, 24-7 Sports. Uh, kind of a similar question about the portal. When you look back at when you were hired, uh, the 2020 class, you had such a quick turnaround. You fast forward today, there's only two players left from that class, yeah. guys that should be okay. redshirt juniors and seniors. 2021, you weren't able to face-to-face recruit, had some misevaluations there. I'm curious, have you ever thought, like, how much trouble you might be in now, if not for the transfer portal, and how thankful you, are you that it came along kind of when it did with transfer portal and Nile. Absolutely. And and to be honest with you though, Trey, I think part of the transfer portal is the guys left. You, you know what I mean. Uh, we have two, but that's because some guys left and this, that. Now, I'll tell you what. I learned my lesson uh, a couple years ago because we were talking about who could we afford to lose, you know, if we if we lost some guys and then we need some scholarships, all that kind of stuff. Not running them out of the program. We talked about who could, And um, I learned my lesson. I, I went this spring and I said, hey, I don't want nobody to leave. I don't want anybody on the team to leave. Uh, if you think about it, uh, your worst player might be friends with your best player, and you're running his best friend out. You, you've not only lost the worst player on the team, you lost the best player on the team. So uh, we're not trying to lose anybody off the team, but to answer your question, I think the portal has benefited us, if that makes sense. Uh, I do think the window is way too long. I think we're trying to address that uh, as coaches, as, as uh, NCAA, as, as an SEC group. Um, but I do think it has benefited us. And the only way things are going to benefit you is if you look at the situation and go, okay, this is the cards dealt. How can we have the best results out of these? And I think our coaching staff's done a nice job of replacing. Coach, we'll go right down this middle aisle right here on the near side. Hi, Coach. Clark Brooks on three in SEC StatCat. Garth Brooks? Clark Brooks, C-L-A-R-K. I get it all the time. Get it all the time. Well, no, I just thought it was. I was getting ready to get get your autograph. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Coach Bryles has helped lead your offense to lead the conference in explosive play rate each of the last two years. We have 40 more by volume than the next closest conference offense. I wouldn't necessarily categorize Dan Enos' offenses at Maryland as potent. Was that a sign that you're trying to a little bit more consistency for potency or are you still confident you can still be the SEC's best at capturing big plays? Was that a question? Yes, sir. Um, well, I hired Dan Enos because I th- think he's a hell of a football coach. So, um, and I, I get where you're talking about. But Dan wasn't dealt the same players that we have on our team either. So that's yet to be yet to be seen. Uh, I had I hired Dan Enos because I thought he was the best play caller I've ever worked with, and uh, I felt like that's what he what we need. But you're right, explosive plays score points. And uh, so that would that be a concern? Not necessarily concerned, but uh, we're certainly uh, think about that all the time. Coach will go right in front of me in the front row. Teresa. To your left, Coach. Hi, Teresa Walker, the Associated Press. You you mentioned the the portal having benefited from it, but it being maybe a little bit too long. Are there any other ways that maybe the transfer portal can be, you know, any other ideas to 
tighten it, fix it, make it more effective uh, to, to everybody? Well, I believe that kids already know if they want to transfer, I think they know. I mean, it's like a house coming soon for sale. Now on Twitter, it's I'm getting ready to go in the transfer portal because the rules say you can't talk to them all this, so they're letting the world know they're getting ready to. I think they already know. I think a week is plenty of time. It's going to be a lot better for roster management. It's going to allow us to, if a guy goes in the portal, allow us to go back to high school and recruit. Right now, it's very, very hard if you lose a guy in the portal not to go replace him with a portal guy. So I think uh, closing that window down somewhat. Uh, if I'm a grad transfer and I've transferred once as a grad transfer, to me, that's, that's plenty. You, you, to me, you can't go transfer again. Uh, uh, some of those things, I think, would help roster management. NIL's part of NIL problem comes with the ability to transfer. And if we close that window down, uh, maybe uh, some of the financial things that you're hearing in NIL uh, might be uh, become more true than maybe just words. Coach, we'll go back over to this middle section on the right-hand side, about four rows back. Coach Travis Gailey with OrangeBloods.com. I'm curious if you've heard any what you're hearing from fans and boosters about the addition of Texas bring, coming back to the SEC and renewing this rivalry. Well, I think uh, obviously the state of Arkansas is ecstatic about you know uh, having an opportunity to play Texas uh, and for that matter Oklahoma. Proximity is so good, it's, you know, it's so good for us, and uh, you know it's not going to be this costly on fans because they can drive back and forth uh, to Norman and to Austin. Um, but I think they're uh, relatively, everybody's really excited about that. Obviously, we're bringing two powerful story programs into the SEC, so we know they're going to be really great opponents. Uh, but I think everybody's excited. I'm excited. You know, I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, 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 Grew up a Sooner fan until I moved out to Eastern Oklahoma, became a Hog fan. But, um, yeah, I think it would be a great deal for the SEC and, and specifically Texas because of the old uh, Southwest Conference rivalry. Coach, we'll go back over here to our left side on the aisle. Trey? Trey Shap, Buzz Radio Network. Coach, how do you feel about your offensive line, specifically the tackle position, and then the depth now that you have in the quarterback room? Well, a tackle, you know, we have very, we have talented tackles. Ameri uh, 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 Devin Manuel and Patrick Kudis. We, we like those guys. We like Tykees Crawford. We like Andrew Chambly. Marion Harris could, could go out there and play. They are not guys that's proven on a Saturday afternoon yet. Are they talented? Yes. And you know, I've been an O-line coach forever. I've got one of the best offensive line coaches out there in Cody Kennedy. But, um, these guys are really good players. I know they can play. They just haven't yet because we've had the luxury of having older guys on the team and even sixth-year guys, super seniors, you know, that have kept them off the field. But I think it's about time they go out there and show what they're going to do, and I have no doubt. I feel really good about that. Coach, we'll go back down the center aisle. It's about halfway back. Hey, Sam, it's Anthony Dash of UJSports.com. Kind of go back to Ben Sattler just a little bit. You guys were at Georgia together, obviously, for a few years. Was there anything uh, during those that time uh, that you kind of kind of caught your eye with him? And a second question, you added Jaheim Singletary to your program as well. What do you expect him to bring this season? Jaheim's a little bit like what we talked about because we, we haven't had an opportunity to see him uh, as much. You know, we didn't have a spring ball with him. Uh, but... Uh, so we'll see. Obviously, we took him because uh, we thought he could be an outstanding player for us. Uh, what we've seen is work ethic and all those things is heading that certainly that direction. Uh, ben Souders, I loved him. Uh, I liked him as as a man. I like his work ethic. I like what he's about. He's a Christian man. I like everything about him. And uh, when when uh, we had a turnover there, uh, he was the first and only call that I made. Go back to this middle section to your right, Coach, again, over on the aisle. 
Hey Sam, Andy Wittry with On3. We know there's alignment between Arkansas and the State House. You've one of the more advantageous state laws nationally. Uh, the Knoxville News Sentinel reported that Tennessee actually had their AG step in and cite their NIL law to maybe prevent a bull ban. What is that like when the State House is supporting the school and there's that alignment legislatively? Strong. When I talk about the hog is strong. I must be, need to talk about the state is strong. Strong. And, uh, um, you know, we can't say much of anything. We, we go one side or another public, publicly for political or anything like that. We all, you know, we can't. We don't have a voice. We get in trouble. Uh, but I'm very uh, happy with our university and how they tried to help us and certainly Congress and, and the state, uh, excuse me, the state representatives in University of Arkansas or in the state of Arkansas. Okay, we'll stay in the middle aisle, about halfway back. Hey, Sam, Colin Wilson with the Action Network. Travis Williams had one of the most aggressive defenses and finished top ten in Havoc down at Central Florida. Often sometimes brings six, seven, eight. Are we going to see a more aggressive Arkansas defense this year? Well, I imagine we'll see a more aggressive. Well, I don't want to be that aggressive, man. They would cover zero a lot, and I'm watching it. And so when I interviewed him, I said, hey, man, well, I want to go after people, but every now and then, can you leave a guy in the middle of the field back there, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, those type of things uh, have turnovers that come. You, you, sometimes you think about, well, what if your corner gets beat and, you know, they go scored and all that. But I like his thinking. I think his corner is, well, what happens we hit the quarterback and, and the ball goes up in there and we, we get it and go score a touchdown too. So I like that. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in him. And uh, we will certainly be more aggressive. That's just his, his nature and his style. Coach, we'll go over here to our left on the far side near the aisle. Coach Eric Bailey with the Tulsa World. Uh, can I ask you just your earliest Oklahoma football memory? And then these schools have only played three times since 1926. Do you sense a natural rivalry could develop? You know, the proximity is there. Uh, do you think that will happen now that they're joining the SEC? Well, my first memory of... Tulsa World is when, in 1979, uh, I made the uh, Tulsa World uh, All-State team. Uh, that's true. What nobody else to give it to? There's like three running backs in the state. But uh, the the did you say Tulsa World? Uh, Oklahoma football memory. You said you were an Oklahoma fan. I was one of your first Oklahoma football memories. Oh, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> Brian Bosworth, you know, one of them, and I was a football fan, but one of them was when Arkansas, you know, in 78, you know, OU's got to win a natty, or win the game, they win the natty, and then, you know, Arkansas got them 31 to 6. I, I, at that point, I wasn't, a, I wasn't an Arkansas fan, I was an OU fan, you know, at the time, but, you know, um, you have Billy Sims. I mean, there's a lot of great memories. Um, we couldn't really afford to go to the game or anything like that, but um, a lot of great memories. Oklahoma, Barry Switzer, you know, of course Stoops now, you know, was the next one. And, um, yeah, a lot of great memories. Powerful program, uh, great program. That didn't get answered very well, but that's okay. It's a lot of pressure up there for St. Bimini's handling it well, I would say. Coach of Arkansas, you don't want to talk about Oklahoma. No, I thought that was... I, I'm like, we're getting in the weeds now. We're talking about yeah. a team that's not in the league yet. Uh, D-line improvement, he says. Going to play some more man, be a little more aggressive. Feels good about the defensive backs, as you would expect. Talked about the portal. Wants to shorten the window there. A lot of coaches do. But he talked about how you basically have to go one for one. You lose one, you got to get one. And Excited about the tackles on the offensive line, even though they haven't really proven it. He feels good about them. And I think we're going to you know, certainly look forward to seeing that as well. If he feels good about it, I don't know why we wouldn't. I'm talking about Elliot's Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican abachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elliot's. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elliot's Mexican Grill, award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch.